Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. And I'd like to welcome back on the program... I'm doing a little drum roll here. The one and the only Andrew Dambina. Andrew, great to speak to you this morning. How are you today? I am well, thank you. And much appreciating that little bit of percussion in the build-up. <laughs> um, top of the morning to you. I just I'd Oh, put on... top of the morning to you too. Yeah. It's, I... very, it's very emerald green around here. It's just been raining and just before we spoke heavily. Oh, really? Oh, of course yeah. I'm here in the studio, so uh, windowless. No idea. No idea yeah. what's going on out there. <laughs> um, although it is hot out there because um, the amber heat stress signal is in force. Still. And still, okay. yes, yeah, still. Right. Anyway, so Andrew, a, a bit of a switch in gear. Normally on Tuesday we talk about food. Tuesday, che- get it? Mm-hmm. Chewing, mm-hmm. chewing. Uh, today uh, we've got an appetite for art because you are hey. very versatile. So we're going to be chatting all things art-related. Us. What have you got for our listeners? Well, I wanted to keep it what's going on in the arts in Hong Kong at the moment, as I haven't done an arts report about Hong Kong for a little while. There are some big new exhibitions and some smaller ones. And summer is normally a slower time in Hong Kong for art exhibitions and commercial or um, state-run uh, galleries. But um, starting with the uh, um, partially, uh, well, largely supported um, M Plus Contemporary Art Museum in West Kowloon Cultural District. It just opened its doors at the weekend gone by to a brand new exhibition, which is called Madam Song Pioneering Art and Fashion in China. And for those who may or may not know the Madam Song in question, her full name was Song Hui Kwai. Um, she's no longer with us. She passed away in 2006. But she was a, one of those very, very... Um, creative characters that was mainland born and spent her life there. Uh, but one of those really colourful, I, I think it's safe to say eccentric characters, but really lived for art and design. And there's, um, she knew so many people in the arts. She, she was in the fashion area herself, uh, but she actually mixed rubbed shoulders and knew uh, on a friend's basis Film directors, some of the biggest names in China, uh, Jiang Zimo and uh, other, other top ones in China. She knew actors and actresses, big names there as well, including Gong Li and other, other massive names in China that went back to uh, the 19, late 1940s because she was born in uh, just a couple of years before World War II. And she was around the emerging time of modern art in the world and also... Uh, modern fashion and even before China opened its doors in the in the 1980s under Deng Xiaoping um, it was um, it was the world was trying to court China for it, for its um, industries including fashion and at one time she became uh, super friends with a lot of um, French fashion design houses um, and their designers and one of the most famous that was um, kind of so close that she would go over. I mean, she did travel. She managed at a time where, where travel from China was less frequent as it is from anywhere today, um, you know, barring COVID uh, abnormal times, that people just find the world a small place. But in the days where she would occasionally be a bit jet setty, um, she would be hanging out with the likes of Pierre Cardin and other fashion designers in Paris. Wow. I've sent you over some pictures, Noreen, but I, I, I did send them over a little bit late, so I don't know if you've had time to uh, 
to either uh, I've look looked at, at them or share. Uh, yep, um, no, I'm, so I'm yeah. just downloading them at the moment. I'm popping them sure, up onto sure. the Facebook. So sure, in a couple of minutes, that. yeah, no, no worries at all. Yeah. No worries. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but I'll just mention when, when Noreen puts these up on her Facebook page, that's Noreen Mir on RCHK Radio 3. Um, l- listeners, please do have a look at some photos of, a, of an absolute character. As, as I say, she did pass away in 2006, but this exhibition has been dedicated to photographers, um, such as, um, and the, the film director, um, mainland Chinese, Yon Fan, who was also a photographer, took some uh, fabulous photos of her posing with Chinese models that she trains to model on the catwalk. So she brought um, Chinese uh, male and female models to European fashion houses, the first to do so um, in uh, just around the late 70s and around 1980. And there's a brilliant photo taken by Yon Fan, the photographer and film director, who, um, who took it at the Forbidden City. So she, uh, she obviously knew people in high places because to be able to pose uh, along the walls of the Forbidden City to get a little section of it shut down for a fashion shoot in 1980 was, uh, was, was quite a feat to do. It's not like today where, where, where people are running around with camera crews and stuff. It's quite common, you know, around the world. So... Um, there, there were people that uh, would make a beeline for her uh, from from Paris when, or Italy, fashion houses when they went to visit China, either for to promote their own labels or uh, that's the fashion houses, or whether they wanted to investigate what was going on in the world of fabric making, because in 1980 and the couple of decades before that, that was really. Uh, factories in China beginning to see whether they would be able to be up to the standards required for the, some of the biggest fashion houses uh, in the world. And she acted as a go-between or a sort of um, fixer or troubleshooter for, um, for, for some of those European fashion houses to get it um, in good working order and quality control and meeting the right factories that could do the high level of... Uh, whether it was cotton, silk, or other materials that they were making. So um, she ended up, um, Madame Song, marrying a Bulgarian textile artist. His name was uh, Marin Varbanov. And it was a time when they got married in the 1950s where it was very, very unusual and not altogether um, uh, appreciated if people from China would marry uh, Westerners, people from outside, you know, to- totally different era to uh, to these days. Um, so um, I-, I think I've kind of painted a bit of a picture there. There are, um, I think, a couple of hundred various images, including some posters, some illustrations that are that can be viewed at M Plus Museum in West Kowloon. For more details, go to mplus.org.hk. So I will continue with our. Uh, with this week's Art Watch <laughs> focusing on Hong Kong. Um, it's, um, it's a bit thin on the ground for solo exhibitions because what galleries, commercial galleries, tend to do for the summer month is to have a collection of some of the artists that they carry and do group shows. Now, that's not a cop-out because it's, I think it's interesting for, personally or for anyone who has a passing interest or feels that they, even if they don't normally go to art galleries, but they want to have a little taste of what is going on in 
commercial galleries in Hong Kong. Uh, a couple of great things about this. One, you can see more than one artist's work. Granted, you will see fewer examples of their work, but you can get a taste of different styles. Maybe galleries will group together Hong Kong artists or Asian artists, but there are plenty of galleries uh, in Wong Chuk Hang and uh, all, around, all around town, but Wong Chuk Hang has become the place that a lot of galleries who couldn't afford the rents of uh, Hollywood Road Wyndham Street and Soho flocked to about uh, a decade or so ago. So that's area. But uh, but of course, if you just Google um, commercial galleries Hong Kong or go to the Hong Kong Gallery Art Galleries Association, they're not all on that one. Don't take that as being the best of them. And I don't say that negatively, but I mean there are a lot of independent galleries that are too small to be part of that association that are very interesting uh, all around Hong Kong. There's never been a better time. And when I was talking to the curator and some artists for, um, for an artsing around feature at the beginning of last month, I was saying that and they were agreeing. And it's not just to say something that's inane for everyone to agree at, but uh, people cannot say that, uh, that, that Hong Kong is, uh, it used to be called a cultural desert. It's so far from that now. It's gone on leaps and bounds for commercial galleries, Taekwon, M Plus, since all of these uh, places have opened. I love the makeover that's happened in the Hong Kong Museum of Art. It looks the, uh, the way that they've put their galleries together, gives it a new contemporary feel. Even if you're looking at old historical paintings and calligraphy and Chinese ink paintings that go back a century or more, um, the way that they are putting them together with info boards, video clips. It's, it's had the kind of world-class upgrade that I'm so happy about because it was looking like it needed one a few years ago before before that renovation. That's the Hong Kong yeah. Museum of Art. And but, I like West Kowloon very much as well. You know, you can go see the art, you can be outdoors, yeah. you go back into the aircon. It's just, and it's very family-friendly uh, indeed. Yeah. It, it really is. It's, um, it's lovely with the grass areas, of which there are so few in urban Hong Kong as well, yeah. isn't it? That, uh, the, the, the that, uh, that kids, or uh, quite frankly, adults, why not, can run around on. Yes. <laughs> and I've seen, when I, when I, I went to uh, the box, it's called, to see uh, a musical concert uh, there, right next to um, the uh, M Plus as well, about, about a few months ago, or, um, well, a handful of months ago. And it was also nice that they had, uh, maybe it was only one, actually. Uh, yeah, I think it was one, but there was one snack cart there you know the things that we don't see around much of in hong kong the uh, the food trucks you know like you have in some oh, other places yeah. but but there's, there's one park there right outside of the box and the box also has a uh, a pretty cool cafe and restaurant that's not that expensive as well i treated myself actually when i went to m plus um uh some months ago uh, earlier on in this year to um to a really great lunch with a uh, with a view of the harbor um not not the most modestly priced lunch, but it was a treat because I felt like uh, it was such a lovely spot to sit and uh, such a great... You, so, so, you yeah. deserve uh, it, Andrew. Treat yourself. Thank you very much, Noreen. Yes. Um, uh, and is that also your very, your very polite way of saying, get back on track, Dembina, <laughs> sort of waffling about what you ate at M+. Right, so what do we got then? Um, Karen Weber Gallery, which is on Hong Kong Island, it's in Central. Um, it is going to start an exhibition this coming Saturday. They always start their exhibitions on Saturday, and, and I always 
get informed about um, there might be an artist talk or, you know, it's that kind of... It's always... I, I, lo I love the feeling of a, of a gallery, uh, new exhibition opening when it's in a small commercial or... Well, it doesn't have to be commercial. It can be in a small um, funded, uh, officially funded gallery as well because there's an excitement. The people's family are there. People are presenting bouquets. It's just a nice feeling. So this Saturday... Um, there is an exhibition called Master Chu's Kitchen. And I've sent you a few um, traditional Chinese ink and, and, uh, and watercolour paintings. Um, so the artist in question... I've put it on the um, Facebook page as well, so I'd love for our listeners to pop out there if you have a, right, a quick what, look. But, but what do you think of these kind of paintings, actually? Do you want to quickly, quickly sort of tell, tell listeners what we're talking about here? Sure thing. That's the, so, the inky ones. Okay, the inky ones. Let me just go back to the inky ones. Um, yeah. So there is, well, I mean, it says uh, whale shark, uh, ink oh, on rice sorry, paper. Sorry. Oh, no, no, not, sorry, not those sorry. ones. Oh. Sorry, no, it's, uh, so, so I'll, I'll, I'll just, I know it's difficult to, to, to oh, point this out. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I do know. Natural ones. Oh, the, the natural yeah. ones. Oh, um, they, they kind of look like leaves or, or dandelions or, yeah, or trees. Seeds. seeds. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then, blowing, and, blowing in the wind. Blowing in the um, wind. And then one of, like, the mountains. Um, are, are they clouds or is it like a sea of river? It's very ambiguous. They are clouds. That's oh, a very stylized way oh. of, uh, of, of doing clouds, but which, which are a little bit exaggerated. It's meant to... Some of the landscape painters that go back sort of millennia that first started doing traditional Chinese ink landscapes would paint things in a very exaggerated form. It was all to humble humanity. It was to make the mere mortal us seem like we are nothing in comparison to the vastness of nature. But in a but in a but not not in a not not in a scary way if that's how that what I just said came over, but just that just to, to, to point out the incredible scale of uh, of the of the natural world. And it's it, it, it's interesting, yes. Yeah, so they would put clouds way below the peaks of, um, yeah, of the uh, of the hills and mountains. The artist's real name, and he is a Hong Kong-born uh, artist, is um, it's Choi Puichi. So Choi Puichi, and he he's a classically trained calligraphy artist. So there were also there, there are a handful of calligraphy paintings uh, and uh, also half or more are landscapes and image based. So he learnt both forms of ink painting classically and also uh, calligraphy. So he's won lots of prizes, including one of the most sought after art prizes in Hong Kong, which is called the Sovereign Art Prize. Don't know if you've heard of that. There's a foundation in Hong Kong which awards artists in different categories, Chinese-style art, oh, um, wow. Western-style art. Uh, there's, 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 there's lots of different categories there. And that, that, this is really worth seeing because it's, he's a, he is a real talent um, of a young emerging artist. When I say young, he was born in 1980. So, um, he, but he's doing, he's continuing with a very few minor tweaks like the, the landscape we mentioned might have some brighter colors than you would get in the very very classic uh chinese paintings so they might be a little more subdued a little more earthy toned he's made a few colors there a bit brighter but he really pays homage to the ancient form of both calligraphy and ink painting so that mm. is at the karen weber gallery starts this saturday and it's on till um 
September 16th. See more at Karen, K-A-R-I-N, W-E-B-E-R, gallery. Karen Weber Gallery, that's all one word, dot com. Um, next, moving on to a veteran contemporary European artist who has a show at the White Cube Gallery. Now, the White Cube is an international gallery founded in London, and we're lucky enough to have one here in Hong Kong, as they do in New York. And, you know, it always amazes me, and this is another bit of uh, evidence that Hong Kong is important in the, in, the, in the art world globally, that we have these branches of some of the best-known um, galleries that have some of the most renowned artists. And while you may not have heard of this artist, either Noreen or listeners, it's, if you want to see something of a world standard in a, in a, uh, in a smallish setting, you can go to the White Cube Gallery, which is also in Central, and it's the paintings, the geometric abstract paintings of a Belgian artist. I've sent you a, yeah. a picture of him. He's, he's still alive, Noreen, even though it's a black and white photo. It's not like a, it's not like a sort of a, you know, I, I one of those. It, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. just saw it as a stylized picture. Many people okay. to have monochrome pictures, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's exactly that. But because he's in his eighties, it could be one of those kind of, you know, tribute to. But it's not. He's very much still alive and painting and it's on right now until but is he 80 in that picture yeah whoa he looks yeah. good for being yeah, 80 he's looking at good <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's a, it's a shame he didn't come to central uh, to the gallery he could have just gone for a night out in the town afterwards uh you know so after a hard day um answering questions about his abstract work um it's on until march next year so everyone listening you have time to go and see it Basically, he was a, uh, and still is, he's still an art teacher as well. He teaches fine art and graphics oh. in Belgium. And he, he studied a little bit of architecture, and this comes through in his work. They, although they're abstract, they are not the kind of abstract expressionism where you see the brush strokes. They're very clean lines, and their forms are very clean as well. And I've sent some pictures of individual paintings and also what they look like in a gallery setting. Um, he was born in 1938, and he often mentions that his recollections of, um, of the aftermath of World War II in Belgium were quite um, made an impression on his development and uh, influenced his artwork. I can't really see that from the paintings that I've shared with you, Noreen, but, um, but he was also inspired by the works of Cubism and Surrealism in the, uh, those are big movements in the 20th century. Um, I, I, I'm going to have to skip through this a bit because I want to mention one more thing lastly. So for more details on that exhibition of the abstract expression, uh, sorry, of the, of the abstract geometric art there by Leon Weeder, um, go to whitecube.com. And they have different branches around the world. Look up the Hong Kong one. You'll find out all the information. Whitecube, one word, dot com. Lastly, um, a Hong Kong artist on show at Sinsin Fine Art in Wong Chuk Hung. It's a mixture of ink paintings with unexpected imagery. Some of them a bit spooky. That's what you might have seen before with the ink paintings, Noreen. Um, it's the local artist Joey Leung, and the exhibition is called Passing By. Uh, the artist is a photographer, a ceramic artist, and an ink painter. That's oh, quite a juggling act yeah. with all of those media. Um, yeah. So there was a there was a nice painting of a whale shark, which is uh, which is an ink painting. Which uh, um, it's a fascination with the calmness apparently of uh, of marine life under the sea, 
And we also see some of the uh, more humorous, well, darkly humorous uh, images of skeletons and what looks like um, death playing tennis with a coronavirus um, sort of uh, bug and a tennis racket. So, uh, so if you like your art mixed from one artist, you can go to the Sin Sin Gallery in Wong Chuk Hung and you can go to, all one word, Sin Sin, S-I-N, S-I-N, fineart.com. So that's, that's, that's kind of breathing through some interesting things that are on in Hong Kong right now. Can we quickly mention, Noreen, that in two weeks' time, um, we're going to be talking a little more in depth about fine art on this time slot. I know we don't have time. Maybe we don't have time to mention that now. Well, you've, you've already mentioned it, so that's good. That's right. Well, we're going to have a summer series where we're going to talk about, well, where Andrew's going to tell us a little bit more about the different art forms. Perhaps we can have you back on next week and we can sort of go through it in uh, more detail. I know next Tuesday you'll be sitting in for me, but perhaps we'll have you on oh, yeah. back another day. Maybe I can, maybe yeah, I can mention it on Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, got to go to the news now. Andrew, thank you so much for your time today. Until next week, thank you very much. And.